Hey there, it's Dr. Heidi. You're listening to It's Not Normal, It's Toxic, a podcast geared towards the things you may be misunderstanding about the difficult relationships in your life. I did not understand it when I was in it, but I definitely understand it now, and I want to share that understanding with you so that you too can find the courage you didn't know you had to make the changes you didn't think you could make. I told you I was still alive. I've also told you that I've had some big stuff going on in my life. Um, Some of it is good. Some of it is a stage that doesn't feel so good, but I'm a firm believer in that some of the things that turn out really good start out not feeling so well. Um, We go through transitions in our our life all the time. Um, When we find ourselves in unhealthy situations, we may not understand how over time the clarity can become very cloudy. The not normal is going to become accepted as normal the longer that you're there and the more you get used to it. If you feel that the gray scale has gotten larger, then today's episode is going to be a good reminder that you may not deserve what you are getting in your relationship. I remember stepping into my former relationship with a sense of who I was. Now, I was young. It was the first time I was out on my own. It was the first time in the real world. So I probably didn't actually have any, probably zero idea of who I actually was, but I did have a sense of self. I did know my personality. I liked being funny. I liked being loud. I I knew where I was going. As my former relationship progressed, I became more adaptive to pleasing for acceptance. I started bending over backwards for approval. I was giving until I was totally drained. Through that, that minute sense of self, or at least the sense of self that I thought I had at 20, um, piece by piece began to fall away. Now in the work that I do, I educate a lot of people through this podcast, through my membership support community, my support group on Facebook, and my clients. I educate them how the toxic personality operates so they can see a different perspective and actually gain the understanding of what is really happening in their unhealthy situations. Everything out there that you see today tells us what the toxic personality does. They do this and they say this and they do this and they, you know, they, they make you feel bad. And you can go through any social media site right now and just scroll and you will pass 17 this is what a toxic personality does, or this is how an unhealthy relationship um, looks like. And you guys know it just as well as I do. You've been in survival mode. Survival mode teaches us to pay attention to what they're saying or doing so that we can anticipate what's going to happen and we can thus plan our reaction so that we can keep the conflict down and and stay safe. If I asked you guys to write Everything that happened in your relationship, you'd write for three weeks. You already know that. You guys could write the book on it. So I like to give alternate perspectives because some of you have been in relationships for a very long time, feeling like it's not quite right or feeling like maybe this isn't healthy, but because you've become used to it and because you've learned to adapt and because you continue just to validate, yep, that's what they're doing. Yep, that's what they're saying. Yep, that's what they're... 
but never being able to feel like you were ready to make a decision. Let's look at it from a couple different perspectives. So one alternative perspective is to use the knowledge that I have to understand the toxic personality. You can only see the world and situations through your emotionally wired eyes. The toxic personality does not have near the level of emotion that you do. So they appear to be acting not normal. How come you can't just act normal? How come you can't just be nice? So one way to gain knowledge on this is to look at it from the perspective that I teach from. If you can understand the toxic personality and see every situation from their point of view, you can make a better decision on one, how you got in this situation, you'll understand it, why you're still here, you'll understand it. And with the knowledge and the understanding, you'll be able to make that decision that you've been trying to make for years. Another alternative is to focus on you and your sense of self instead. That sense of self that I was just saying I lost throughout my former relationship. Oftentimes, we do not deserve to be treated the way we're being treated. We stay and we try to keep the peace and we try to keep conflict down so that we feel better in the relationship. We try to fix, we try to adapt, um, we try to live in the environments where we were never supposed to be in the first place. As an individual, as a person, as a human, you have rights. You deserve to have a peaceful life and you deserve to be in control of that life. That life was given to you and you only. Now, I am very aware that this is not how it feels when you're trapped in the cycle of emotional abuse or in a relationship that is not healthy for you. And that could be mentally, physically, or emotionally. So today I'm going to read you your rights. Now, I chose this specifically to kick off the rest of the year and the podcast to follow. I chose it for you. I chose it for myself as I move through different transitions in both my life and in my business. We need to be reminded that we are a priority. We need to be reminded that we do matter and we do deserve certain things. I did not write this. I have used this particular document at several of my events and you can find it on the internet by searching personal bill of rights. But it's an overall good reminder of what you have given up when you find yourself in a place that is not suited for you. It's a slow drip. You don't realize it until you look back and go, what happened to me? When I look back, many, if not all of these rights faded away while I did the walking on eggshells dance in my former relationship. That's all I ever did is on my toes, very alert, hypervigilant all the time so that I could keep the environment as peaceful as possible. You may not realize it, until you actually think about it. You may not realize it until I read these. And, and every time I pulled the personal bill of rights out, I'm like, everybody should carry this in their pocket all the time. Our need for survival and our need and their need for the attention in a relationship that's not healthy does not make your personal rights a huge priority if it makes your personal rights a priority at all. The toxic or controlling or unhealthy personality is not going to want you to execute your rights as it takes 
their power and control away from them, meaning the power and control they have over you. It also takes your attention off of them if you're putting your attention on executing your personal rights or making yourself happy. Now, as I read these, I would suggest if you are in a place that you have a notebook, I would suggest writing them down. Things, things always have a bigger impact for me if I write them down in my own handwriting. I, I seem to remember things better um, than if I just hear it or read it. So if you're driving or you're running or you're laying in bed while you're listening to me, no worries. Uh, because again, you can find this one in a quick search on the internet. So uh, I'm going to read each personal right and then for example purposes, so that it's relatable to you in the situation you're in, I'm going to tell you how that right was taken away or made impossible or ignored and forgotten while I was in a relationship that wasn't right for me. So the personal bill of rights, I have the right to ask for what I want. Okay. We all know that, you know, we state that that's pretty easy, but I know for certain that when I was in that relationship, I was afraid to ask for what I wanted because what I wanted, if I expressed it would be withheld or they would purposely not deliver on it to make me feel unimportant, or it would be completely ignored, or it would cause conflict. And I learned very quickly, don't ask for what you want because that disrupts the peace. Number two, I have the right to say no to requests or demands that I cannot meet. Okay, we don't say no. We're trying to get acceptance, we're trying to get approval, and we're trying to prove that we're good enough. So rather than us saying no, we jump on the treadmill of unrealistic expectations and we just add it to our to-do list. Number three, I have the right to express all of my feelings, positive and negative. We probably tried to express our feelings in the beginning, but as time went on and you hear you shouldn't feel like that, how come you're feeling like that? I didn't mean to make you feel like that. We start waiting to see how we're feeling when we know what mood they're in. If they're in a good mood, our emotions are happy. If they're in a bad mood, we're very anxious and our emotions are negative. So the feelings thing, positive or negative, you learn not to express your own feelings because they cause problems. Instead, we look around, we read the room, and then we feel how we think other people think we should feel. I have the right to change my mind. Okay. We all feel like we're going back on our word or we're breaking promises that then can be held over our head. So instead, when we make a decision, we don't dare change our mind because it's going to upset somebody else or it's going to affect somebody else. And so we stay and we persevere through things we know aren't right for us. I have the right to make mistakes and I do not have to be perfect. Thinking back on my relationship, I had to be perfect because if I wasn't perfect and didn't do everything right, there was criticism, there was judgment. So to avoid criticism and judgment, we put very high standards on ourselves and we can't let anything slip through the cracks. That is something I have had to learn. You don't have to be perfect because one, even though we want to be accepted, we still don't have to be accepted by everyone. We just have to get used to knowing not nobody's perfect and nobody else can put demands on you to be perfect. I have the right to follow my own values and beliefs. 
I stepped into the relationship with values and beliefs, but because they would disrupt the peace or cause conflict, I changed my values and beliefs so that I would fit better in the relationship with him. If I could change my values and beliefs so they fit his a little bit better, that was that much less stuff that could cause conflict. I have the right to say no to anything if I feel I'm not ready, if it is unsafe, or if it conflicts with my values. Every time I felt like I made a mistake, it was when I should have said no and I said yes. Every time in my life when I look back right now, the things that I consider a mistake, I knew I should have said no. And because I didn't want someone to be affected by my decision or make them mad, I said yes. We, so remember, you have the right to say no, regardless of how it's going to affect somebody else. I have the right to determine my own priorities. That should be a given. That should be something that, that we think, oh yeah, that's, that makes sense. But when you are in a toxic relationship, what is important to you becomes second to what is important to them. So their priorities become your priorities. And now your priorities are on the bottom of the list. I have the right not to be responsible for the actions, feelings, and behaviors of others. If you are in a relationship that's unhealthy, you know who takes the blame when something goes wrong. You do. You know how apologies go. I'm sorry I got mad, but you pushed my buttons. They are always going to blame because if they have to accept the responsibility or the acknowledgement of bad behavior, that makes them look bad, which immediately is going to make them feel insecure. So if they can blame someone else, they feel better about themselves. Now, I know you're doing the same thing I did. It's easier to take the blame than have the fight. So we just take the blame. But when, when they get mad and they blame it because you push their buttons, you don't have to take responsibility for that. Now, I learned to not take responsibility in my own head, but didn't share that. Because at the end of the day, if I knew it wasn't my fault between the two of us, who cares? I have the right to expect honesty from others. I found that the toxic personality in my life used dishonesty as a way to feel powerful. The sneak behind my back or the lying and knowing something that I didn't know or keeping something from me. And I always carried honesty as one of my top values, yet there was infidelity, there was lying, there was cheating, there was all sorts of things behind my back. And I'm still standing there going, oh yes, but honesty is one of my values. So I expect that I have to be honest with people, but I was not accepting the fact that the people in my life had to be honest with me. I have the right to be angry at someone, even if I love them. We are told so much that we overreact or we're too sensitive or we get mad all the time that we start thinking we're not allowed to have negative feelings. So when someone makes us angry, we immediately have to go, Ooh, but I'm not supposed to be angry because that causes a problem or, you know, it gets me in more trouble. So we quit being angry. There's another instance where you have the right to be angry and they're telling you, you can't, you're going to start accepting things that you shouldn't accept. I have the right to be myself. My identity of myself was completely lost and it was lost through the criticisms and the judgments I went through. 
The minute you get criticized, in order for you to feel accepted, you change, you try to change what was criticized. And it was every day, all day long, on the treadmill. The minute I would fix one thing that was criticized, there would be another thing for me to fix. And I think I've mentioned it before. You know, I'm extroverted. I'm happy. I talk a lot. I'm loud. And when I left that relationship, I looked at the ground. I never talked. I didn't laugh. I was very unemotional. The whole personality that I walked in there with completely disappeared because I was not allowed to be myself without criticism. I have the right to express fear. The toxic personality is going to instill fear. Because if they can make you fear them, and it's not always fear for your physical safety, it could be fear of making them mad or fear of disappointing them or fear of having conflict. Um, but when they can instill fear, anything you fear has power over you. So, so we get fearful of having conflict. Well, the more we concentrate on the fear of having conflict, the bigger that fear gets. If you try to tell them that you're frightened, our feeling of fear gets invalidated. Well, I don't know why you're scared of me. I've never done anything that you should be scared of. Have I ever hurt you? Uh, no, but every time I'm driving home from work, I get a pit in my stomach because I know I did something wrong. You have the right to feel fear and you have the right to express fear. The next one is I have the right to say, I don't know. Here comes the criticism thing again. You feel like you have to have the answer for everything and the answer on how to fix everything or we're not going to be accepted. You have the right to say, I don't know. I don't know. I'll find out. You don't have to have all the answers for everyone. It's, it's not imperfect to not know. I have the right to not give excuses or reasons for my behavior. We have turned into explainers and defenders. We are trained to explain and defend ourselves on every level. How come it took you so long to get home from work? How come the grocery bill is higher today than yesterday? Why, you know, why did you need a third fishing pole when you already have two? Okay, none of those things really matter, but as soon as they ask you to explain and defend yourself, we're one step lower on the power ladder than them and they feel better, which makes them feel more secure. We don't have to give excuses, but because we avoid being in trouble, we give excuses for everything in those relationships. I have the right to make decisions based on my feelings. We don't do that in toxic relationships. We make our decisions based on how other people feel about it, what other people think about it, and how it's going to affect other people. I had to learn that. I had to, I had to get a system in place so when I had to make a decision, I was making it for me and not putting anybody else's world or life or future in it. And that was a tough one. I have the right to my own personal space and time. How many of you in a toxic relationship right now feel like you have personal space and time? The attention of the toxic person will take up all of your time and all of your attention. They don't want us putting attention on ourselves because they want the attention on us. It makes them feel better. So any hobbies, any quiet time, any, you know, exercise routines, you're going to shorten the length of those because otherwise you'll be in trouble. Notice how many times in this podcast episode, I'm saying be in trouble. We're adults. Adults don't, shouldn't have to worry about being in trouble with another adult. As kids, we got in trouble. 
but you shouldn't have to feel like you're in trouble like you did when you were a kid. I have the right to be playful. I was very playful. By the time I left, not playful. Playful is very emotional. Okay, um, you have an emotional outgoing personality. They're going to try and take that away from you because that's, that's going to keep you in a state where you're not expressing your individuality. And when we can't be ourselves, we put our attention elsewhere. I have the right to be healthy and not worry about those around me. Take care, taking care of ourselves in a toxic relationship is considered selfish. They don't want us healthier than them. We start going to the gym and we get accused of having an affair. We start eating right and they want to know what the changes are. They don't want you healthy because you're, you're easier under their control when you're not healthy. We don't want a strong, independent person that feels good about themselves. We want somebody who feels crappy about themselves so that we look to them for approval instead of approving of ourselves. I have the right to feel safe in a non-abusive environment. We switch to survival mode very quickly when we're in these. We have to figure out how to feel safe in an unsafe environment. So we have the right to feel safe. And from day to day, you're so busy making yourself feel safe, even if the environment isn't safe, we can convince ourselves that we're safe. I hear it all the time. Well, has there been, has there been any physical, you know, abuse in your relationship? No. Oh no, no. That's just, you know, they just call me names. Yeah. And as soon as you stand up for yourself, things start changing. Things start es escalating. We still will not admit that it might be an unsafe place because that's just who they are. They just get mad. They just yell. It's unsafe. You have the right to be in a safe place and feel safe with the people around you. You have the right to make friends and be comfortable around people. Okay. I had to get rid of all my friends because they took up too much time. They took up too much of my attention and I was emotionally connected to my friends because we had fun and we laughed. That, that is a threat. They want the emotional control. So anybody or anything in your life that you have an emotional connection to, they're going to make it very difficult for you to engage with your friends or have time to be with your friends, or they'll tell you they don't like your friends or your friends are bad influence so that you don't have that emotional engagement. I have the right to change and grow. Change and growth means you need them less. Change and growth need, means independence. Change and growth means self-security. They don't want you to be independent. They don't want you to be self-secure. They want you to be insecure and dependent. But you have the right to change and grow. You have the right to go back to school if you want. You have the right to do things bigger and better than you've been doing without them telling you or convincing you or making up excuses why you shouldn't. I have the right to have my wants and my needs respected. This kind of goes along with the first one, the ask for what I want. They demand respect, but they don't act respectable. They demand respect, but they don't give you respect in return. They think that you can respect them because they say you have to respect me. It's just like trust. Come on, you can trust me, really? Because everything you're doing is untrustworthy. But oh, if you say I can trust you, okay. So they, their respect level is completely different than what respect actually 
is, but you have the right to be respected. You have the right to be treated with dignity. The dignity thing is the tough one for us because we treat people well. Now, I'm not saying that I'm perfect, but I'm emotional and I'm always going to put somebody else's needs before mine and I'm going to take care of somebody before mine. We deserve to be treated just, just like that. What we put into relationships, we should also be able to take from relationships. My toxic relationship, there was no me getting hardly anything back unless there had been an issue and there was insecurity. Then we'd go back to the love bombing stage for a minute. And the last personal right is I have the right to be happy. We all have the right to be happy. We all want happiness. But when someone else controls your feelings, happiness is impossible. Happiness is a feeling. And when you don't get to do the things you love, you don't get to see the people that, that inspire you, you are criticized about your work, about the way you look, about your clothes. All you can think about is all the ways that people are disappointed in you. And when you hear all the things that people are so disappointed in, it's difficult to be happy. You can have one person, this, this was my experience. The one person in my life that was continually criticizing me and, you know, making sure that I knew all my shortcomings. I perceived that everybody else saw me the same way. So my overall view of myself didn't just exist within that environment. It started being carried over into all the other environments. And, and I started believing, well, if that person sees me like that, everybody else must too. So, so now I'm not only be, not being myself in that environment, now I've lost myself in every other environment in my life as well. If you feel like you have let go of these rights, I challenge you to take the time to read these rights daily until you're aware of them and you begin to assert them or you're aware of them and you can see how in your relationship you're not getting them in doing so though don't forget that everybody else has the same rights and their needs and wants are different so their rights are going to look the way they execute their rights are going to look different than yours but they are allowed to stand behind them just like you are as always thank you for listening Again, we're all at different levels. Just because we're not in the same chapter right now does not mean we're not in the same book. Take a look at the show notes. I will attach a link for you to find the personal bill of rights. Uh, if you would like to know more about the mission or the services that I provide, go to coachingwithdrheidi.com. And if you liked this episode, follow or subscribe because you don't want to miss anything. This is this is the first new one that I've done for a while, and I've got a lot of good ideas through the fall. So until next time, remember, you're never going to have inner peace until you accept people for who they are, not who you want them to be.